Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald, Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. And uh, Susan, football is uh, pretty much here. On Saturday, college football games get started. Obviously, we're still a week out from Miami, but uh, it is a busy time, uh, I think, for both of us as we're, we're getting ready for our, our trip up to Atlanta in eight days or whatever it is now. It is such a busy time. It's, it's, you know, it's always the beginning of the year. That's crazy with special section stories we have to write. And, you know, with all the practices that we have availability for, you know, more than usual. And, and then at the other end of the spectrum, at the end of the season, right. With the playoffs coming up when we're getting near the playoffs and postseason and bowl, it's just, it goes, you know, and then, and then we get into a rhythm. We get into a rhythm during the year, but it is an exciting time. Yeah. Um, so obviously we uh, last week we kind of um, did like kind of a stock up, stock down. And, and I think that kind of set the, the table nicely for, for the season. Um, you know, basically that was the end of training camp this week, started Alabama prep for Miami. Um, and I think for the most part, kind of the observations we made last week hold true. So this week we just kind of got a, a bunch of little stories, um, some, some mm-hmm. random random things to kind of bounce around as we uh, before next week we come back I guess with probably a more comprehensive uh, season slash Alabama preview. Um, but the one thing we need to start with because uh, the news broke pretty shortly after we recorded uh, last month was uh, the arrest of. Brian Pata's alleged killer, obviously 15 years, right? Is that what it is now after the, uh, the, he was murdered? Um, kind of just a stunning story, right? It was one of those things you, uh, as we were saying before we came on, you know, I was, I was still in high school, I guess at the time, but uh, you were covering the team back then. You remember it really clearly. Just, I mean, you obviously know the Pat as well. Edwin, uh, obviously on staff now as in the recruiting office, right. um, just, what was your reaction when you heard that news? Stunned. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I was in the the One Herald Plaza, the original big historic Miami Herald building that's no longer there on the Biscayne Bay, on the fifth floor, sitting in the sports department, um, and we had the big TVs all over, you know. And uh, the 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 news was on. I was working on. I, I really should check what day it was, but for some reason, I think it was a Tuesday night for some reason, but I, I'm not exactly sure, but it was at night. Um, and I was typing away on my computer and all of a sudden I looked up on the news and there was the news about Brian uh, being found dead or being murdered um, and was like, you know, speechless um, other than, uh, watched it for two minutes, grabbed my, my reporter's notebook, um, got in touch with a photographer who happened to be there uh, in the building still and found out where he lived, um, the apartment complex, and we were off. We drove together to the apartment complexes just right after we heard the news. And, you know, we, we had to stay kind of away for a while and and that was it you know then then it was everything else unraveled i'm pretty sure i did the funeral i've done so many funerals horrible of hurricanes who died 
um, and everything else with the family. Um, they never found the killer, but, uh, you know, I, you said to me that you went to the Maryland game. So did I, the next game yeah. was Maryland and I, and Miami lost that game. Yeah. That went down 14, nothing really quick. If I remember correctly. And then kind of came back. It was bad. It was a bad scene. You know, they were playing for Brian, but come right. on, you know, it was just, it was a mess. And, um, and, I think Maryland didn't Maryland have the cool helmets and stuff. I know it was. Oh, that's a little before that. Um, well, was, but Maryland had some, a different uniform. I'm telling you. Maybe I, I believe that it was one of the that's, biggest games of the year for for Maryland. Obviously, they had some cool uniform, whatever. Anyway, and I remember Miami had a tent set up, um, outside the field or some. There was some kind of tent that Miami had. I I don't know. It was just. Um, the whole thing was tragic. Miami, of course, lost that game and wasn't, you know, was not itself. And, and, uh, and then, and then they, until, until mm-hmm. this, you know, I guess last Friday was when we came out with the story. So it had to be like Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was Thursday, I think. Thursday. Yeah. It was Thursday. Uh, right after, it was like a couple hours after you recorded last week. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They, they made the arrest and the ESPN had come out with a comprehensive story, I think last year. Yeah. Really, really good. Like they did all the investigating and um, uh, talking about uh, his, his former teammate at the same time, Rashawn Jones, um, who was on the same team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Versus Miami team. And he was a, Rashawn was a cornerback, I think right? A defensive back. Um, yeah. And they charged it. They just charged him with last week with first degree murder, his own teammate, which ESPN was the one that brought him into the forefront. Uh, you know, Rashawn Jones, I guess he was a suspect all along, but I mean, you know, it's just the whole thing is just horrible. And I know the Pats like every year, for example, it came all canes, uh, the, the the retail cane yeah. store kind of across the street from campus, right? Basically on campus um, has a something for kids in honor of Brian, uh, like a Christmas thing for, for underprivileged kids uh, and all the coaches come and they've tried to keep his name out there because I know his mom um, obviously has been distraught ever since he died and you know, was just so intent on finding the killer because it was horrific. I think he was shot in the head and shot from behind, maybe, I think. I But terrible, outside his own apartment. Um, it, you know, just just incredible that 15 years later, uh, that's what it came, came to. And then, and then we had the picture that we had, and I guess other people had this big photo of the big, a big um, I think at the art, the Orange Bowl or or uh, a pro player, wherever the name of the stadium where they were playing yeah. 2006. I'm trying. Yeah, it was the first was it the first game back home after the thing. Was that what it was? Maybe they had a big uh, like sheet or I don't know what you'd call it. A cloth, yeah, like a banner kind of thing. Banner with his image, his photo kind of on it. And however, they do that. And all the players were. They were honoring him. They were all kneeling on the ground. And one of the 
prominent players is Rashawn Jones in the picture, kind of grieving when he's just been arrested for murder. And now the, and now the, um, you know, like for the family, like Edwin Pata told me, I, we exchanged a couple messages and he said that he has mixed, it's a, you know, mixed feelings, mixed emotions, because now it's dredging everything back up. Yeah. So for the family, now they have to go, it's just an arrest that, you know, they have to go. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to take a year, probably like a year maybe to like get through, go through the whole thing. Right. I mean, discovery and the lawyers have to get all the evidence and then they, who knows what happens. Uh, now you're right. It takes something. They're going to have to get a jury, and you know, uh, it's so the family's going to go through all this pain again. But they've been living it. So um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's the Brian Pata story. Very sad, but I'm glad. I'm glad for the. I'm sure they want closure. You know. Yeah. Right. I mean, it obviously like like it only does so much. Like obviously. Brian Pattern does not come back to life, but like you said, close. I mean, it, it felt like, and I think this is the way a lot of people felt, it just felt like a case that was never going to be, it was just going to be forever cold, right? It was going to, ne- there was never going to be a conclusion. And um, exactly. now there is some, we are headed finally towards some sort of conclusion on it. Yeah. And if you're a family member, man, you don't want to think that your son's killer is out there. Yeah. You don't want to just never know. Like go, you know, go through the rest. You know, you don't want to go through the rest of your life wondering, right? And yeah, that's horrific, horrific. So I'm glad. I'm glad. Let's just move this thing forward, and and uh, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Um, should we move on to some current football? Um, like yeah. you said, we're we're a week away, basically, from Alabama. It'll be a little more than a week away when everyone listens to this. Um, and I think the biggest storyline around the team right now is the offensive line and particularly the status of Zion Nelson. Um, yeah, I think pretty much every other spot on the field, like I think we got a pretty good idea of what it's, what it's going to look like against Alabama. Obviously DR King looks good. Um, you know, Cam Harris seems to be up, up at the top of that lot running back competition. And we know they've got three good guys there the wide receiver room seems to kind of be coming into focus. The only question being how much will these freshmen play? Um, you know, the defensive line and, and linebackers, I guess we're still waiting to see a little bit, but that's a, the kind of thing where we, we're just not going to have answers there until they play. And then the secondary seems seems to be pretty sorted out um, with the question of like, again, freshmen there, how much are they going to play? Uh, the, one, the one spot that I, I feel like is in the center of focus now and, it's a spot that two months ago we thought was maybe the, the strength of this team is the offensive line um, where Zion Nelson, uh, at least in the times that we've been able to watch practice um, has not been anything close to a full participant for now. Is it like three weeks, basically two, two plus weeks. I think that we haven't seen. Yeah, I would say two plus weeks, at least. Yeah. Two plus weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, we don't know Although- exactly when it, when whatever, knocked him out knocked him out uh because we don't see every practice but no and we and 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 this week uh our last practice availability was tuesday right and so so it's also possibly back today as we're recording uh well (laughs) rhett lashley the offensive coordinator i mean we didn't see him we have 40 minutes availability which is great by the way bravo it really is good 
um, at least preseason. I don't know about from now on, but um, we um, he wasn't he wasn't there in that forty minutes, and I and 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 that was and that and I think it was I think I'm not sure if it was the very beginning of practice when we came out there. I think they had been practicing already, so really probably for at least the first hour he wasn't out there, and Rhett Lashley kind of said oh yeah he was oh yeah he showed up or something like that when we asked and he said yeah. you know I asked him was he practicing well he was there yeah but was he practicing and he said well just just the, doing a couple of things so no so the answer is no as far as Tuesday he really I don't think did anything so yeah we don't know what's wrong David the thing is we don't really know what's wrong when you look at him uh he he looks fine when, when we've seen him. He doesn't have any other than they all wear braces, by the way. That offensive line, almost all of them, I think. Yeah, that, that pretty much every offensive lineman, I feel like, in the world at this point. It's like, yeah, okay. even, yeah. yeah, even if they haven't done anything with their knees, they just wear knee braces to help them out, whatever. But um, he, he looks fine. So we're not sure what's wrong. I, I don't even want to – it could be anything, right? So uh, anyway – that's bad though. He hasn't, he hasn't practiced, you know? So, um, and the game is in a week and offensive line is a position where you need your uh, endurance. Um, so that, because he was gone. Um, then what happened was the usual right tackle. Yeah. And I, I think this is the telling thing. And I think we talked about it last week is that yeah. Jared Williams has slid over to left tackle for two weeks now, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if they thought that if they thought Zion was just going to, you know, miss two weeks and like slot, you know, totally 100 percent, he's going to be back in by Alabama, slot back in, start, you know, maybe he can't go his mat, you know, maybe he plays 20 fewer plays than usual or something. I think they would have just been like, all right, keep Jared Williams at left at right tackle, um, put Sca- DJ Scaife in or, or whoever is the placeholder at left tackle until Zion gets back and he goes right back in. The fact that they moved Jared Williams over to left tackle, I think has to make you wonder if, if you know, it's they're preparing in case Zion's not ready to go, right? They're preparing, yeah, you're making sure Jared Williams is ready to go at left tackle if that's what they need. And Scaife, uh, so so DJ Scaife is a fourth-year junior, right? Yes. And he, he played started 11- basically since his freshman year, right? I think he maybe yes. played, chipped in a little bit as a freshman. Played some guard, played some ta- right tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last year, though, he started all 11 games at right guard. Last year, all 11 games, he started at right guard. Um, so now all of a sudden, he was going to be the sixth guy off the bench. He, this is a guy who started, so you knew that yeah. the line was strong because Scape is pretty good. Yeah, he so was he, basically competing with Jared Williams, it seemed like, at right tackle. Exactly. So here he is, even though he played guard last year. Uh, so... Now, without uh, Zion Nelson, Scaife uh, all of a sudden um, was working. Well, he had worked both sides at first team tackle, um, you know, and and but he was working on the right side, right? While when Jared Williams moved to the left tackle, and uh, the kid, and we mentioned him too, named um, Alu <laughs> Justice, Justice Al- Aluwasan. Do we know how to pronounce it? Aluwasan? I think it's Aluwasan. <laughs> Aluaz, uh, yeah, Aluazian, I think. But uh-huh. his first name is Justice. We said, 
And Garen Justice, as know, very confusing, was his coach. Garen Justice, just yeah. last name, was the coach at UNLV, the O line coach. And this kid, he was, you know, that was his coach. So uh, he transferred here, but this is his first year. He just transferred. But I think, and I think I said this last week. Sorry, but I think they 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 like him. Yeah, I, I thought Garen Justice's comments about him were, were kind of interesting. That it was basically like. We don't necessarily, you know, they brought him in thinking they weren't necessarily going to need him this year, but with the, the idea that they could lose Zion, Jared Williams, um, no, not uh, maybe Scaife, maybe um, Navon, maybe Gain. obviously everyone's got that extra year of eligibility, so it's like hard to know exactly who's going to leave. But knowing that they could potentially lose like five or six offensive linemen, whether it's transfers, whether it's guys going pro, whether it's guys just graduating and being like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Um, Alawazin gave him like a vet to like potentially slot in next year. But, but like you're saying, they, they like him obviously, and they might need him more this year than I think they were anticipating. Right. 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 And we did, we did also learn um, this week that um, DJ Scape had been, which was not reported um, until this week was was arrested in early July for carrying a concealed firearm, um, and um, and the, and the prosecutors they just, again Miami Dade County prosecutor decided not to pursue charges against him. He was arrested, um, I think, for not having a license. Yes. For the for concealed weapon, I think there were two guns in the car. The point is, I think what they said was uh, the case was dropped because uh, I don't know because it could not prove the prosecutors couldn't prove he was uh, quote responsible for the gun uh, under his seat being hidden there or something. And I think I think he applied for and uh, and they said currently has a, a permit for the gun. It's just like it's still not. It's, it's still not an ideal situation, right? I, yeah. It's not ideal. You, you just don't want anybody to get arrested for anything, whether charges are dropped or not. And uh, that's the second. Larry Hodges also was arrested in March for carrying concealed firearm and 20 grams of marijuana or yeah. less of marijuana. But, and the thing is, he, they didn't pursue charges against him either. So I understand. I understand that it's just it's just problematic for coaches kind of yeah I mean it's not something you want to deal with obviously and, and as we but, said with this offensive line you know two months ago before training camp started we were like all right this is the strength they've got 10 guys basically who have started at some point um and then all of a sudden you know it's just a lot of question marks I guess it's probably right. and, the best way to put and it between Whatever is going on with Zion, we don't know if it's an injury or maybe a COVID situation. They've not said one way or the other, but those are obviously the two most logical uh, reasons. Um, Ja'Kai Clark uh, still working his way back from a car accident uh, he got in in uh, the spring. Uh, John Campbell, uh, who has started, I think, a game or two, maybe three, um, at tackle in his first couple of years in Miami. Uh suffer it. I think Manny said it was like a pretty serious knee injury. Um, and, and we saw him with a big brace, uh, not during action, uh, you know, off the field, like walking around. So mm-hmm. um, obviously we, it does not seem like he's going to be ready, certainly for the start of the season. And I, I don't know when Miami is banking on him returning. 
Um, and then Scaife, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, we're not reporting that he's going to be suspended or anything like that. No, but it's, we should. another question. Well, it is a question, okay, because UM, as we all know, anybody who's covered this team knows the first game of the season. Yeah. About 15 minutes before kickoff, maybe five, seriously, right before kickoff, yeah. it's some kind of email. Every year it happens, every year. Yeah. And and we're going to find out which guys, uh, usually there's somebody who are suspended for the opener um, due to, I don't, it could be academics, okay? Definitely could be academics because this if it's academics, um, this is when we learn it. You know what I mean? This is when we, we find out. Uh, so it could be academics. It could They won't tell us why. It could be, right. I have no idea. An arrest, it could be. It, it, I, who knows? I don't know what their like internal policy is, you know, uh, whatever. Um, so it's a, it's a little nerve wracking. I mean, they know, but we'll, we'll find out, but it does. I tell you what, it does. It definitely doesn't help that they're playing Alabama. As far as that goes, I think playing Alabama, the first game is the best personally, uh, that could happen. But as far as if you're going to play them, play them the first game. But we could talk about that next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we'll, I'm, you know, we'll get to talk to Manny probably Monday is usually when we talk to him on game weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure it'll be asked, right? The, the escape situation. And mm-hmm. he might, he might just say, you know, no, it's, it's not great. You know, we punished him in, in some way, but uh, he's going to, you know, it, it could be resolved a little bit more by next week. The Zion yeah. question obviously remains kind of the biggest one. Um, and we will, you know, they Miami has kept saying the last two weeks, basically we expect him to be ready for Alabama, but until we see him on the field, um, I, I think it's, it's fair to wonder if he's. Yeah. Man, man, by the way, Manny will not say, I can pretty much guarantee Manny will not say he's been punished in some way. I think Manny will say, uh, you know, we have a policy. If, if there's anything that needs to be said, or if we will we'll say it before the first game. <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll see well we should have a little bit more clarity i guess um, right probably next week between that and between um just seeing zion we'll get to see i would assume we'll you know we, if they keep you know maybe they go full like blackout mode before alabama but you know there's a good chance i would say we see some practice next week and, and see whether zion's out there unless zion's not out there and and they want to black us out uh so David- What's your opinion on, you know, I mean, if he's missed two or two and a half weeks of practice, he's he's going to be like not in great shape. I mean, I, I think, especially if he has, again, we don't know, but if it's some kind of, you know, a, a sick, some kind of sickness that he has, COVID or whatever, but oh, I don't know that, okay? He could be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, that would be, it, the physical fitness part would be, it would be really bad, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you would like to think that he's been doing something, right? Like, even if he's not, I mean, obviously, if it is COVID, which again, we do not know, and, and this is not even like, you know, I think sometimes we've come on here and like, because it's like been an open secret and like alluded to it, like, we just, right. we do not know, we have no, right. no information, like, it, it's, it's, it's just as likely that it's some injury that it is COVID, like, we just don't know, they haven't said, mm-hmm. we haven't seen him um, really at all. Um mm-hmm. So if it was COVID, then yeah, that that's one thing, right? Because it's hard to like work out or whatever. But you would hope if it is like 
a knee injury, like he sprained his knee or whatever, that he's been able to like do some stuff to stay in shape. And again, like if he normally plays 85 snaps, maybe he has to play 65 against Alabama. But I think if he's ready to go against Alabama, you gotta you gotta put him out there. He's you know the, the he's too good, right? He's he's one of your best players in, in theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, the fitness will be be an issue, and and that's where the depth that's where the depth concerns come, right? Like, like on paper being without Ja'Kai Clark and John Campbell would not be the end of the world. If your five starting offensive linemen could play um, basically every snap with Scape as the guy rotating in. But once you lose those two, you lose Nelson um, or Nelson can't, let, let's just say he can only play 75% of the, his normal snaps. Um, then you're going a little bit further down yeah. the depth oh. chart. Like maybe, maybe, you just play six line. Maybe you're still able to just play six linemen with Scape as, as the guy rotating in. Um, yeah. But you also might have to like again. We don't know Scape's status. Um, right. you might have to go down to Justice Olawson, who we mentioned. You might have to, uh, you know, Usman Traore might have to get in a little bit. Like it, it's just the the it's starting to to pile up in Miami. Uh, you know, losing depth pieces is something you don't necessarily worry too much about until you lose a starter. And in, in the in the opening right now, in the opening game, by the way, I, which if they're not in game shape, I, they're right. not in shape, nor is Alabama. Right, why it's good to play them first, you know. Yeah, so uh, we'll 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 see there. That'll be uh, it's it's the ultimate. It's the biggest X factor, I think, going into that game right now. You know, this team could, like you said, it was supposed to be a strength, and and now it's uh, littered with question marks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back uh, after Susan had to handle some breaking news, as I'm sure you all <laughs> know by the time you listen to this. Um, Avante Williams, uh, I guess not officially reinstated to the team yet, but uh, you talked to uh, the attorney who has been representing him throughout this process, and mm-hmm. uh, the safety will be uh, read, readmitted onto the roster uh, from what he told you. Um, sort of Seemed like it was starting to trend in this direction uh, for the last couple of days. Obviously, once charges were dropped uh, last week, which I think was another thing that happened after we recorded last week. Um, so, yeah, a uh, little little scoop for SMD. A little scoop, yeah. It's, I don't know. Scoops are kind of nerve wracking, but <laughs> yeah, I like my favorite part is we inter we interrupt this podcast for for breaking news. I don't. Anyway. Um, yeah. And so as you noted, uh, we actually, when we recorded 
pretty much a month ago, uh, you were at ACC Media Day. We interrupted the podcast then because of the news that Avante was uh, being dismissed from the program. Right. Amazing. Right. I, yeah. It's just the way it comes around. And then, and then it, well, there's always something going around, going on, going on. Last Saturday, when they were uh, having their second scrimmage, um, that's when, that's when we found out uh, that the charges were dropped. Right. Um, officially. So on a Monday, so all the stuff happening, it's football season. Um, and it's, it's crazy, but yeah. So Avante, according to his lawyer, um, I have not at all talked to Avante, um, but his lawyer, uh, I have, and you know, it's, you know, I'm happy for Avante. Uh, I hope, uh, I hope everything, I hope everything goes well. Um, you know, it's a sensitive, very sensitive subject. Um, and, um, you know, he, um, you know, there were allegations of domestic violence and he said it never happened. And other, there are other things too going on, but uh, I just, I just hope in the long run, everything works out for everybody. And that, um, you know, he goes on to a, to a productive and, uh, and, and good career and, uh, you know, is a, is a good, upstanding citizen. That's all. I hope everything works out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously it has been a tricky situation for, for Manny Diaz to navigate. Um, the initial arrest report was, was pretty ugly and pretty damning. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the alleged victim uh, or once alleged victim uh, opted not to, to pursue charges. Um, That's the best way to put it. That's the best, simplest way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it was, it's a tricky situation for, for Manny Diaz to navigate, obviously, um, as he had said on, was it two Monday, Monday, I think we talked to him, um, mm-hmm. and you asked him about just w- what the situation was after charges were, were dropped, um, or, and he basically said it was, they, they were acquiring documents and assessing the whole situation, right. um, you know, we don't know what the whole vetting process or whatever has been. That's another thing. We'll, I'm sure, like I said, we'll probably talk to Manny on Monday. Uh, he'll obviously be asked about it, um, about how he came to the decision. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear from him um, because like you said, it's, uh, or like I said, it was a tricky situation. Like you said, um, you know, ideally it's a situation that works out for everyone, but uh, either way you, you have to assume uh, whatever they bring him back with, like, I don't want to say it's a strike against him because again, like there's not been any legal action pursued against him. Um, but you know, they're, they're aware of the whole situation and, and what happened and, um, probably have a clear picture of what really happened and, and what might've happened than, than we do even. Um, right. and you know, they're, he'll be under scrutiny, right? It's, it's inevitable. And, and my, and Miami knows he'll be yes. under scrutiny too. Yes, well said. Yeah, well said. That's that's exactly what'll happen. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, he won't. I'm, you know, he didn't play last year. Amante was the number one safety in the nation in, in not this recruiting class, the one before it, 2020. And he he sat out for all last season as a freshman because um, 
because he had some undisclosed physical issue, uh, medical issue. And, um, and then he came back around the spring and he played in the spring game. And I think we said this, he did pretty well, or, you know, that was his first time on the field. Yeah. Where we see it. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he, uh, he's obviously, I, I guess he was the number one rivals.com had him as the number one safety in the United States that year. You know, he's a talent. So, um, uh, it's it's good for Miami. I hope it's good for him. I hope everything's okay with his uh, former girlfriend. And yeah, that's about it for him. Um, but he won't. Pl- you know, he's not. He hasn't. Yeah, played. I mean, there's, there's no way he plays against Alabama at this point. Oh gosh, no, he's not going. And uh, you know, he hasn't little... been worked out with the team, so that right, you know. right, he hasn't practiced at all. I guess it happened during. Um... Yeah, media day. So before uh, about a week and a half before practice had started, I think is when he was dismissed from the team, probably. So, uh, yeah, he's before it, practice. It's been a rocky road for for Avante. Obviously, right. as, as you know, you mentioned with the medical stuff he had last year, and um, you know, yeah. he, it played at multiple heights. Like it has not been a smooth path for him to get to where he is. And, and like you said, hopefully it it works out well for him and. Miami, you know, when Miami took him in, they, they knew, you know, he already had a kid by then, like, like part of their, I think we talked about this when he was dismissed from the That's team, um, you know, part of their message was like, they could kind of help him help him. Right. They could help him, not just a football player, um, but, but with everything, you know, with his, bringing yes. up his child, bring, you know, just like he had a lot on his plate when he got to Miami. Um, and, you know, it would be nice to see it all work out, I guess. Yeah, it would. And, you know, for him to even play, uh, he'll have to, I think he's going to have to do just like what the other guys did. He's going to have to, I think, be in shorts and whatever for however many days. Right. Days or whatever without pads for at least five days or something around there. And he'll have to be very slowly integrated in. So we. I would think, you know, based on nothing and. um, Right. I think the, uh, the, timeline for them to probably target that would make sense to be ACC play, right? That's four weeks, fifth, the fifth week of the yeah, season. At think, least, right? Yeah, I mean, I would think at least four. He's got to, yeah. we got to see what kind of shape he's in. And of course, maybe that Michigan State game, I think is week and, four. And, and Miami, yeah, I guess I'm not looking at schedule, but I guess that would be it. That, that could be. And, and um, you know, they, the interesting thing is that that's the that's Miami's, I think, in my opinion, best position on defense. The yeah, defense. definitely. Sorry, Michigan State's week three. So maybe that Central Connecticut State is week four. That's the FCS game. Um, again, I don't know what all the rules are with, like, how long he has to practice before. But that would seem right. to make sense to get him in. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That we, Yeah, they don't, they don't need to, you know. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, he's um, – that, like that safety room is is pretty good. Obviously, the two starters are really good. You know, it's a little thinner because they moved Amari up to striker. Um, but Cameron Kinchins has been a practice like superstar, and uh, yeah, obviously James Williams is. Oh, uh, Cam, Cam is. You know, Cam was sideline. I wrote that, but I don't know. I, Cam, yeah, I mean, we don't know, but he has been a practice superstar, and like, he was good. Like yes, yeah. no, he has. He has. I just wanted to say that. Right. Cam and Brian Ballum were both sidelined the other day. They didn't look like they had any injuries, but they were both wearing sneakers um, with shorts on the sideline, which was interesting. Right. 
That's so, yeah, they're, they're pretty deep at that spot. So, so obviously, um, when Devontae, you know, from a Miami perspective, it seemed like Miami was going to be able to weather that uh, loss. And, and now Devontae's got a, you know, he's got a competition to, to join. And um, they, like you said, that's a pretty good group. I didn't even mention James Williams, who uh, I have to think is going to get on the field in some capacity this year. For sure. Um, yeah. Definitely, 100%. I mean, these guys nowadays, of course, there's the NIL thing, you know, where they can make money. But these guys, um, you know, they the norm is if you're a superstar, you leave after three years. Yeah. So they they and you can plus the rules now are you can play four games and still be redshirted. So um, he's definitely. Oh, I, I I didn't put this on our, our outline, or we didn't talk about it as something we wanted to talk about, but. Um, Earlier this week, I think it was, uh, ESPN did their list. They did a, uh, like, preseason true freshman All-Americans. Um, it was two – I think it was Tom Van – I don't remember exactly who it was picking. I think it was Tom Van Heron and um, – let me pull it up. And Tom Luganville uh, picked each, like, a couple – you know, one guy at each position or two guys, you know, depending on the position – um, right. who they thought the freshman All-Americans would be. How many Miami players do you think got mentioned on this list? Well, I uh, right off the bat, I'd say two. The, the two five-stars, right? Yeah. Yes. And there is a third. There's a third? Elijah Arroyo. Oh, I forgot. Of course. How could I forget? Yep. So, you know, obviously it's not a surprise to see those guys pop up there, but it is, you know, and, and especially the two five-star guys who, you know, were number one or two at their position uh, in their recruiting class, like it just translates right. pretty naturally. But, um, yeah, nice, good, good to see that, that this freshman class getting some attention. And, and like I Definitely. said, interesting, the interesting thing actually that made me think of it was that they listed James Williams as an outside linebacker on theirs, which – I mean, from what we have seen, he has basically exclusively been practicing as a safety. But um, yes, he has. But man, I mean, I know we've, we've talked a lot about Miami's linebacker issues. Like, if James Williams really wants to get on the field a lot, like playing some packages as an outside linebacker would would make it really natural. I think. Yeah. Oh wow, he's just so skinny now. He's I know, been. I know. Uh, you he's know, still he's big. big. Like when he's that, I mean, he still probably weighs two hundred twenty pounds or something, just because of how big he is. Like, but yeah, you're right. He's skinny, obviously. Yeah, I think that they might have to. Well, I don't know. I, but yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. And I, you know, I keep forgetting about Elijah, and I shouldn't forget about Elijah Royo, a tight end. He's elite. Yeah, and <laughs> like it seems pretty like it. We talked about this last week, I think, when we did our stock up, stock down. I think he was a guy we listed his, his stock up. Um, because it, it sure seems like he's the number two tight end. Oh, uh, oh, no doubt for, yeah. for sure. You know, uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Manny Diaz loves him and says it continually for good reason. So, um, anyway, yeah, uh, it's they, yeah. I mean, we're now we're looking, we're looking at all the positives next week. We'll talk about Alabama. Yeah, um, I guess last one last thing before we wrap up. Uh, there was a second scrimmage over the weekend. Yes. Um, so the talking points from Miami was the defense uh, outshined the offense after it went the other way in, in scrimmage one. 
Uh, it seems to always work that way, right? Where uh, you hear about the offense dominating one scrimmage and the next scrimmage, Manny Diaz comes out and he's like, you know, our defense really bounced back uh, or vice versa in the past years when the offense was the bigger issue. Um, so I don't know, how much, how much are you buying into the talk about the defense uh, looking better in that second scrimmage? Oh, I'm, I'm buying 100% of it. Um, okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I'm, you, you asked me how much I'm buying that the defense looked better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I am, I am. I, I, I think that they had a bad scrimmage the first time around. Yeah, that, that's a good point. It's like, what are they being judged against? Yeah, I, I, I and, and, you know, Zach McLeod, who, who's now playing defensive end and was a linebacker for five years, uh, most of five years, um, you know, he, he told us this week, and he's, yeah. he's a guy, great guy. And, you know, he said that, look, that we, we were pretty bad the first time. And I'm not saying we were perfect this time, he said, but we were a lot better, a lot yeah. more promising. So I do I do believe they were probably a lot better. And, you know, in most scrimmages, like I think you said, uh, you know, the defense is usually ahead of the offense. That's true. Uh, so I, I'll put it this way. And the old teams I covered, the old Miami teams, that, that was the case. I mean, in the beginning, it was the defense – always and then the offense um i guess how to catch up or whatever but um yeah i believe i i 100 believe it i but i it's very nerve-wracking to think of the, the alabama game again we'll talk about that next week right they're probably better but um yeah like uh all those question marks still exist one scrimmage obviously i just keep yeah. seeing i just i just you know, the Miami defensive ends are both, well, Jafari Harvey and DeAndre Williams. But yeah, but the, the, Jafari Harvey and Zach McLeod um, are both both weigh about 250 pounds. Yeah. Jafari is, you know, he's a strong guy and physically, you know, looks good, but, you know, an imposing. But, um, you know, the left tackle, Evan Neal for Alabama is Six seven, six seven, three hundred forty five pounds, and he lost. Um, I think he lost like thirty five pounds. Or should not surprise anyone that Miami really wanted him. He was the number one target for them, I would say, in the class of twenty nineteen. Played at IMG. We'll talk more about him next week. Yeah, Evan Neal. I the thing played IMG originally from Okeechobee. Uh, He's um, yes, yes. Whole family is like Miami. Like University of Miami people, he's a uh, uh, Cleveland Gary's cousin. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, Miami really wanted to get him, uh, and he knows Jafari Harvey. Jafari Harvey said, "Yeah, I grew up right near him." Right? Yeah, Okeechobee and Vero are, are pretty close. And Okeechobee. I, I don't know if anyone's ever driven through Okeechobee, but there's not a whole lot up there. No, uh, I have. But uh, but and, yeah, and- so that's kind of like if they would have done camps and stuff together, they would have like run in to each other because oh, i'm sure that yeah you know and then and then jafari said yeah he's a good player a good player uh pretty big <laughs> funny, That's funny. Um, but i just keep imagining these 250 pound defensive ends from miami going up against 350 pound yeah he's one of the biggest human beings i've ever like been around yeah so no. um yeah that's uh whatever <laughs> all right that was a, a real uh real promising note to finish things off on uh, thanks as always for listening everyone you can follow susan on twitter at s miller degnan uh 
check out her coverage of the Avante Williams situation. Um, and be sure to, to stay tuned because we got a lot of season preview stuff coming next week. Are you excited for college football on Saturday? Are you going to watch Nebraska, Illinois? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll watch whatever while I'm still finishing yeah. stories that I do. So I'll wa- if I watch anything, the volume's going to be off and I'm looking every now and then. Yeah. I got to work. The game was supposed to be in Ireland. That's why it's a week early. I was looking this up the other day. I was like, well, why is this game happening like a week before everything else? But uh, oh. yep, that's why. It's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I guess because of COVID, they, they had to bring it back to uh, Champagne, I think it is. I don't know. Oh. Uh, so not not as exciting as it was going to be in Ireland. Uh, you yeah. can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, yeah, football season. Got, to, got a lot of high school football stuff coming up as the season gets started today. Um, recruiting coverage ramping back up. Uh, so uh, just check out MiamiHerald.com. There's a lot on the website these days. Um, So thanks as always for listening and we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Take care, everyone.